The Hoosiers are 3-0, but just barely by the skin of their teeth. Saturday's win over Western Kentucky leaves a, left us with a ton of excitement, but just as many questions even still. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Monday, September 19th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Somehow, someway, Indiana is 3-0 after a win in overtime against Western Kentucky on Saturday afternoon, but... Boy, uh, I think it's fair to say they probably did not deserve that one. The wins have progressively gotten more and more improbable uh, as the weeks have gone on early in the season. But even still, as we do every Monday, start off with my three big takeaways. The first one is simply that Indiana is 3-0. College football has been very weird this season. The Big Ten has been weird. The West Division is awful. The East Division has lost one game. Uh, if you need any further proof to uh, show that these divisions were never remotely equal. Uh, but still, college football has been really weird this season. I used 3-0, and I think there has not been enough recognition of that. Just seeing kind of the, the reaction during games, after games, uh, it's a lot on the negatives. Focus on the positives a little bit. This is a team. IU has more wins now, middle of September, than they did the entirety of last season. And yeah, three wins probably isn't a ton to brag about. It isn't a ton to brag about, but it's progress. It's improvement. This team is fighting. We'll talk about that in a bit, but at the end of the day, IU is undefeated, 3-0, and that being said, Bill Connolly, who uh, does SP Plus for ESPN, as we reference a ton here, one of the advanced analytics that I rely on most, through three games, uh, based on post-game win expectancy, which is effectively you pl- put in all the numbers, uh, and it'll spit out the chances of you winning that game. According to his equation algorithm, I use the most fortunate team in the nation by some margin. Uh, in regards to their record, they've had 1.6 wins uh, added to their record, so to speak. Basically, this is a 1-2 team that is 3-0. If you were to just splice together different drives of this season through the first three games, I'd probably tell you they were a 1-2 team. Somehow, they keep coming away with these wins, which is a skill of in and of itself, but... It hasn't been pretty, uh, but at the end of the day, IU football does not get breaks like this. 2020, they kind of got them. That was just, that was also a really good football team. I use, uh, this is not a team to that level. They're getting some of the breaks. I'm not going to complain. I've watched IU football get zero breaks for a really long time. The one year they get breaks, uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to, uh, question it. Enjoy it while it's here. The flip side to that Bill Connolly uh, algorithm is the uh, most unfortunate team, Purdue. Really hate to see it. Also, shout out SP Plus. They were right. 
I had YouTube comment somehow on both sides where an IU fan said that uh, I was lost and that if IU played two good halves, they would win. I don't know if they played two good halves, but that person certainly underestimated IU. I also had Western Kentucky fans mad that I wasn't giving them enough credit. So I guess if both sides are complaining, I'm doing it right. Uh, second takeaway, this team makes plays when they absolutely have to. The cons to that is that they keep putting themselves in positions to where they have to make those plays. They're do-or-die situations. But the defense is forcing turnovers and stops uh, when they have to. That fourth quarter, it got hairy. Even that late third quarter, it got hairy. It looked like things were getting away from IU. They get a turnover. They get a couple big stops. Uh, the defense does. They keep giving the offense chances. And then, obviously, the blocked field goal in overtime. Um, there's some bend but don't break to IU's defense. There's still a lot of questions. They continue to be gashed on big plays this week running the ball. Um, but, again, when they needed something, the defense was there to deliver it. On offense, Backs against the wall, they outscored Western Kentucky 20-6 to in the fourth quarter in overtime. They got into a position where they had to outscore them 20-6 to to win, but they do it. They do it time and again. They've done it a couple different times this season, whether it's uh, the last drive against Illinois, whether it's the third quarter against Idaho, whether it was the fourth quarter against Western Kentucky. This defense has the ability to come out and – seemingly turn it up a gear and get things going when they have to. Ideally they do that from the first quarter, but um, that doesn't right now. That's one of the improvements they need to make, uh, which to my last point, and we'll be, this will be the theme kind of throughout the week. There's a lot of room for improvement. Still Connor basic said after the game quote, trust me, you'll see a better football team out of us down the road. Uh, it's encouraging that he notices it, uh, that they're not playing well. I don't put a ton of stock into that. I would hope that the players would want to get better. Uh, most of the stock I put into it is just kind of the self-awareness, the self-realization that this isn't good enough right now. They need to be better. But also, if you saw Tom Allen's quotes, it's hard to go 3-0. and It's hard to get three wins in college football, and they have done it. Um, that it, it, it was a mess at times. The final drive for Western Kentucky after IU ties it uh, featured a kick out of bounds, a possible pass interference, by Jalen Williams, a pass interference by Jalen Williams. Um, IU just letting them get down the field and put themselves in a position to lose the game. Fortunately, Western Kentucky wasn't even close on their field goal. Um, But that's just kind of an example of how much room there is for an improvement because it's also an example of the breaks going IU's way. In previous years, Western Kentucky marches down the field and buries a field goal as time expires. I've seen that scenario play out. Um, with, I remember the ball state game in about 2012 where IU scored late and then let ball state march down the field and kick a field goal to win the game. We've seen this play out that exact way before I use getting the breaks. Enjoy them. I, I, I love it. I hope that they get the breaks all the way to a nine win season. Let's look at three, uh, important plays that turn the tide for the Hoosiers on the day. Before we do that though, let's talk about today's sponsor bet online. Uh, I hope you guys did not bet IU minus six. It was a weird line versus the advanced numbers. If you took the Western Kentucky money line, you were probably feeling really good for most of that game. But 
If you did any of that, I hope you did it over on betonline.net because they are your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, uh, including the opening weeks throughout college and pro football. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Big thanks to all of you who make us your first listen, your first watch every single day. If you haven't already, if you're not already watching us on YouTube, which first, if you are, shout out to you guys. You guys rock. If you haven't already, subscribe over at YouTube. We're closing in on 500. I want to try to get to 500 subscribers before the start of basketball season because I think things will kick off uh, from there. If you're looking at bet online odds for, <laughs> for Saturday, Cincinnati is favored by 15 and a half points. Uh, it's not going to be pretty on Saturday. It's more important, even more reason why they needed to start 3-0. A big positive there. We're not talking next week yet. We're talking this week. Three big plays, non-Chuck or Charles Campbell field goal addition. That was the biggest play of the day by far. Quick on that. That kick was good from 60. He said after the game that that's about it, or that may have been as well as he's ever caught a ball in his career. It looked like it. There was no doubt straight down the middle from, like I said, from 60 all for a guy that struggled last week, huge for him to bounce back this week because IU needed all those field goals and to drill one from 51 yards. Huge, huge from him. College kickers have been nonsense this season. Uh, that was not the case on Saturday, at least not for IU. So three plays outside of that. First, Miles Jackson interception, 247 left in the third quarter. I was watching this game with some friends. And I said as Western Kentucky was driving down the field in this uh, series that this felt like the end. They were about to go into the end zone. They were about to score a touchdown to go up 18 points, and that felt like it was going to be the nail in the coffin, even though it was still kind of late third quarter. Uh, An 18-point lead to Western Kentucky, or deficit to Western Kentucky, that one is almost inexplicable. Instead, Miles Jackson picks it off in the internet, internet, uh, end zone, uh, and set, and uh, probably should not have returned it out, but set up uh, IU scoring a 90-yard drive. Uh, that was a really important drive, but that whole thing was a momentum swing. It goes from being, even if Western Kentucky kicked a field goal there, 14 points to 18 points, two to three score game to just a five-point lead after that 90-yard drive and completely changed the momentum of the game. Uh, massive play by him. He had a big day overall. A couple of tackles, interception, fumble recovery. Uh, We heard a lot about him during um, fall camp, and he's really stepped it up. Connor Bazelak to Cam Camper touchdown with 47 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. This drive was a bit of everything, a bit of big plays from Indiana, a bit of big rushing plays, big passing plays. Western Kentucky was handing away yardage as if it, they had so much to spare uh, with the penalties they had. Ultimately, IU gets into the red zone, and a tremendous play-action pass fooled me. I was annoyed we were running on third and goal. 
I thought we had handed it off. That's the benefit of establishing the run game early in the game, early in that series. The first two plays of the or first three plays of the series were all runs. So that's the benefit of doing that because everybody f- sold out on the run. Bazak rolls out. Cam Camper is wide open. Made a little interesting with a little bobble in there, but uh, hangs on to that one. Equally as important, I almost picked it, was the two-point conversion. Hello, Donovan McCauley. He had a couple big catches, uh, both literally and, and figuratively in this one. Uh, he had a 40, I believe a 48-yard catch, uh, and then had a another reception. I don't think this one counts as an official catch, so... Uh, regardless this might have been the biggest this was the biggest one of the day because it ties the game so uh you can start to see why he wanted to move to wide receiver and most importantly why tom allen was okay to it because he made an impact uh as a receiver in this one final play we mentioned it earlier that blocked field goal in the first overtime tom allen said after the game they spent fall and spring camp emphasizing that and working specifically on blocking field goals a little odd because it's not necessarily a play that happens too often. I couldn't tell you the last time Indiana blocked a field goal. Um, but this is, I mean, the counter to that is literally what happened Saturday. This is why you do it. They block a field goal. It helps win in the game. Jalen Williams redeems himself. I mentioned that final Western Kentucky driver regulation. He was struggling on Daywood Davis. I thought he committed a pass interference on a incompletion early in the drive. He did basically the same thing again and got called for pass interference a couple plays later. IU struggled on that drive. Jalen Williams struggled on that drive, but he completely redeemed himself in a huge way coming off the edge lays out, gets a huge block. Um, I mean, really one of the biggest plays of the season, uh, and I used three and O largely because of that. Uh, him and Chuck Campbell are huge reasons why I use three and O because again, as we said, uh, when this team has to make plays, they have made plays. Somebody tell them heading into the Cincinnati game that they're down 15 points. Like Vegas is favoring them and maybe they'll start out a little bit differently, but, uh, fortunately, uh, the, it, they, they've responded when they've had to through the first three weeks. And they are 3-0. Mixed bag, but ultimately a, a positive start. Three big players that uh, – players of the game, really, for me in this one. They all three have something in common, so stick around to find out what that is. Connor Bazelak has to be the first name mentioned for player of the game. Um, 33 of 55. It's an improvement completion percentage-wise, even if it also – is below his career average, but 364 yards, two touchdowns, no interception. Huge outing from him. Um, really, the only complaint you can have is hopefully a little bit more accuracy, but uh, outside of that, he continues to be really, really positive for Indiana. Um, he he makes a lot of big plays. He, he stays composed, even when things aren't going well, which we'll talk about this in the week, the nature of IU's offense, they play so fast that three and outs feel really, really damaging, painful. Um, they never, the, the offense doesn't seem to really let that linger too much. So he had a huge outing. He spread the ball around, 
Uh, five different guys had at least three catches. Um, nobody had over a hundred yards, but still some big names. Cam Camper eight for ninety three and a touchdown. DJ Matthews five for forty one. Sean Shivers caught four passes for thirty one yards. Uh, McCauley we mentioned. Emory Simmons had four catches for fifty one yards. So a lot of that. Look, we talked about how talented this IU uh, receiving core is in the fall camp. Kim Camper is also one of the players of the game, but I want to make this point. We talked about the wide receiver maybe being the most talented group in fall camp. It felt like when I said that, that it might be a little bit of a hot take. They're proven right. Uh, this is a It was an untested, unproven group, but a very talented one, and one that um, has started to prove itself and show why it felt like there was a lot of talent. Uh, Cam Camper has stepped up as a as a wide receiver one this season out of nowhere. Somebody was always going to have to kind of pop, break out uh, in this receiving group just because DJ Matthews is the only guy we really knew about. If IU was going to be any sort of good, somebody else, at least one other person was going to have to step up. It's been Cam Camper who has been terrific uh, through the first three games of the season. DJ Matthews has been the reliable hands you expect him to be. Uh, and then you've had guys mix in. Anderson Kobe caught a touchdown. Um, Donovan McCauley uh, had his first big game. Um, Emory Simmons really started to break out. AJ Bonners had a couple catches. Uh, Javon Swinton is still there. So they're spreading it around. Um, they are working. I mean, I. They said they wanted uh, nine wide receivers to play. Uh, Cam Camper, Donovan McCauley, Emory Simmons, DJ Matthews, Javon Swinton, Anderson Kobe. I think that's all the receivers at six. And I'm, I might be skipping over somebody. At least six different guys caught passes. So they're getting a lot of guys in there and a lot of guys are contributing huge from them. Last guy, Cam Jones. Um, the, the connection between the three is they all started with a C. A little bit of a, a clickbait there, but Cam Jones. I wanted to give it to somebody on this defense. It's hard to single out a guy. We talked about Miles Jackson. Charles Campbell, honestly, should be one of the players of the game. Maybe we'll do a fourth one. First, Cam Camper, uh, or Cam Jones, excuse me. 13 tackles, seven solo tackles, one for a loss. We spent a lot of time in fall camp talking about who replaces Micah McFadden, and we just kind of looked at the position he left. Uh, Aaron Casey has been really good. Um, and he stepped up, but what we probably, or what I definitely didn't discuss enough was simply, um, Cam Jones taking a step to that kind of elite level, which is what he's done this season. He's been a lot. He's done a lot of things that, that Micah McFadden did. And whenever it feels like there's a big play, a big tackle for a loss, somebody stuffed at the line, things like that. seems like it's always Cam Jones there. And like I said, 13 tackles led the team. Uh, on the day huge from him he's the anchor of this defense he's taken uh, Micah McFadden's role in that sense and run with it and he's been absolutely enormous this season again shout out to Charles Campbell he can be the fourth player of the week four for four on field goals uh, hit his one extra point hit that 51 yarder again after struggling last week missing a couple uh, he steps up this week and hits Biggest field goal of his career so far. Hopefully there's a couple bigger ones when we make the Rose Bowl. 
We'll be back later this week, throughout this week, talking more about this game and, and more looking forward. Uh, probably a little bit on the defense, a little bit on uh, the offense and the pace they play at. Uh, so there's still more to discuss from this one. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. All that helps us out a ton. You guys are awesome. I do not say that enough. I really appreciate all the support you guys continue to give us. I use 3-0. Enjoy it. And uh, because I don't know how much longer they're going to be undefeated, but enjoy it. It's a, it's been a fun season so far, huge change from last season. So uh, with that, hope everybody listening, watching has a great Monday. Hope your week start off well. And most importantly, Elio.